Welcome to Two Fat Fans. We are Jess and Sav. And we're here to give you the fattest and hottest podcast on the internet. Uh, we want to thank everybody who listened to our first episode. I think we're both really surprised yeah. and grateful for all the um, positive feedback we've gotten. Yeah, I definitely did not expect <laughs> it to us to get the listeners that we got and also to, to get the the response that like people learned a lot from the episode. Yeah. I didn't really think we would be super informative as much as we would be just like <laughs> being dumb and funny. Um, so it was really cool to like hear a bunch of people be like, yeah, I like learned a lot. Like that's cool. Um, and, and hear that so many people were excited for the next episode. Yeah, all the support was ridiculous. All the, like the shares and the, uh, we're so excited for this messages. And, yeah. yeah uh, all the really sweet things people said about it being really honest and vulnerable, really, Especially because I feel like that's definitely something we're trying to cultivate here. Yeah, and working with Cinnamon was a dream. What a, what a peach. She is a baby doll. She's so cute. So <laughs> shout out to Cinnamon for taking a chance on our first episode. And yeah, thanks for everybody for listening and showing us the support. We'd love to see it. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about virginity. How we lost them. How y'all lost them. Is it a construct? And uh, what does virginity mean in other cultures? Uh so yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yes, we talk. How was your week since we last pod podcasted? That's a verb. Busy as shit. Like very fucking busy between like podcast stuff and like social media stuff and working my real job stuff and then trying to like find time for myself and and my boyfriend. Um, but it was it was it was a crazy week, but it was really fun. I ended up um, going to Charlottesville yesterday with Issa, my best friend, and. Issa's boyfriend, Rocky and Dom, and we went up to Charlottesville after I got a nail in my tire. We had to change my tire, and there was all this bullshit. We went to Charlottesville because Tony Hawk Foundation like <laughs> built a fucking skate park in Charlottesville, and I'm really committed to the whole like being the skater kid's girlfriend bit, I fucking Sport. guess. So we took our asses up two hours away, and me and Issa chugged beers and smoked weed in the bathroom and in the in the car in the parking lot while we watched our boys skate like we are 16 because unfortunately some things do not fucking change i love that for you though thank you it was a great time i had a really really good time um but i did i did not like watching dom do th- scary things unprotected <laughs> he's so fragile i don't want him to break it's so funny how quickly you become like a mom whenever yeah, someone, even a boyfriend you love, is in any sort of physical danger. I'm like, wear a helmet. He's like, nah. <laughs> but then, like, everybody there over the age of 25 was wearing a helmet and knee pads. I'm like, what's your fucking excuse? You still look goofy. Helmet or not, you handsome boy. So let's protect that precious little head of yours. Sweet little noggin. Yeah. But anyway, that was, uh, that was pretty much it. Just being a hoodlum at the skate park yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, uh. I didn't realize how much the podcast, like I agreed, like I agreed to do this willingly, excitingly, didn't clock how much the podcast was going to take up my time outside of the podcast. Yeah. Like yeah, thinking yeah. about it, not being able to sleep, social media It's a job. Yeah. It's a job for sure. I mean, it's a really fucking One fun I'm job. willing to do. Yeah. I'm like, my, my work ethic is pretty limited unless it's for shit I like doing. <laughs> and one of the shits I like doing is talking. There so that's fine. Yeah. I love talking shit. What do you do? My girls, I uh, started spring break, not because I'm in school, but because I nanny for some kids and for a family and the mom's a teacher. So I am off of work for like a billion days and I'm camping in the wilderness. 
I've been out there for five days. I came back in for a few hours to film this, and I'm going right back out there. She's in her nature era, y'all. I am. I've just been doing psychedelics in the woods with my boyfriend, and it's been the most fun. It feels like a fever dream. Like She's, like, enlightened now. She's, like, a third eye. Do you recognize me? <laughs> I look like crunchy granola. I fucking love it, though. Like, everybody needs to bow out. Away from shit yeah. with their mans every once in a while. Agreed. And it's been really weird. It was really weird coming back into town because I'm coming from like the middle of nowhere and driving through a small town and then we get a little more rural and then we get more urban and I'm like in the midst of like ugly McDonald's and Walmart. So I'm like, I got a little choked up thinking about it. I was like, I just don't. We could have do done anything with the outside and we put up like gas stations and McDonald's. I yeah. fucking love it. We did eat McDonald's earlier, but the, yeah, I can't talk too much. They're and, not cute to look at. No. Yeah. And then I've been eating so healthy out there. I've been like something about being in the woods makes you want to eat a fucking grape. You doing like nuts and berries and shit. I know, and then I got back to here and meals like have you want McDonald's. And I appreciate the double yeah. cheeseburger. Yep. Not like a Big Mac. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, let's, let's get into it. So yeah, yeah, today we're talking about virginity and all things virginity. Um, I think that uh, that we all have like very unique virginity stories. So we got some. We asked for some submissions from people this week. Um, I'm gonna just like check in one of our submissions. I just reached out to her and asked if she wanted us to use her name. Um, oh, she just gave me stipulations. She said, "I feel so special. You can use my name, but you have to refer to me as your real mom." Um, so, um, okay, cool. So I think you have the submissions. We got some, we got a lot of stories. We didn't get to. Yeah, it was, we are so grateful that so many people submitted. We unfortunately can, I'm not kidding when I say we got like 30 plus. So we obviously cannot read them all, but we read them all and we loved them. Um, we related, they were sad, they were lovely. Um, thank you all. But, uh, we're going to read this one right here. It says, live. Sorry. Sorry. We're waiting. Sorry. Oopsies. (laughs) Moving on. I'm just not going to say their names. Tell me when you're ready. All right. This one says it literally lasted one second, not even a single stroke. I was unfortunately 15. That's pretty young. And that's like, I mean, like, reading all the submissions, it a lot of like the conversations were like, yeah, I was like one and done, and that was it, and it wasn't yeah. really anything special, <laughs> which I think like shows that like virginity isn't always something special, and also like the real conversation needs to be, regardless of like whether you're married and you're fucking this person, like you just need to have a conversation about like whether or not. Like, what you're going to do and if it's going to be fun and worth your fucking time. Yeah. Like, ugh. Women are rarely ever taught that sex is supposed to be enjoyable for them until way later in life. So sad. Sorry about your one and done. Yeah, been Hope there. Hope he's better. <laughs> uh, the second one says, church camp, boys bathroom roof, youth minister's son. Straight to the point. I love it. And that is my girl, Shade. That is my <laughs> old boss. Something about that feels like a big fuck you to the church, and I kind of love it. Oh, if you knew her, she is a big fuck you to the church. She is a six foot three black lesbian. She she is married to a man with beautiful children now, but she loves her. She loves eating pussy and being mean <laughs> and um, doing everything against the church. So knowing that that's how she lost her virginity makes a lot of sense. <laughs> she is the woman who said she's my real mom. She makes me go to doctor's appointments <laughs> and shit. So glad that uh, that's the woman helping raise me right now. There you go. <laughs> 
Um, this one says, I lost my virginity at 19 because I refused to be a 20 year old virgin. My friend told me he would be the first person to sleep with me. So it would be special. He told me he would like candles, put roses on the bed, you know, the works. He fucked me in his friend's house on a cot that squeaked the entire time. It lasted three minutes. It was miserable and embarrassing for him. I couldn't even look at him the whole time. And I left immediately afterwards. I think the whole shame behind how old you are into a virgin is very, very real. I do know my yeah. first kiss. I was 18 and I felt I wasn't like picked on. I believe like picked on by people for it. And I remember by the time I did finally do it, it was a very much like a, they are you happy. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with waiting. And like, so yeah, sometimes waiting, like you, you feel like it was like a wasted opportunity, but, and like, while like, there's the whole conversation about consent and like how old somebody should be to have sex. Like sometimes uh, when you're a horny teenager, you are gonna have sex. Yeah. And like, and, and yeah, a lot of people were like, unfortunately I was 15, 16. It's like, well, you know, I hope that that person was respectful and, and, and didn't violate your boundaries. However, like there does need to be this conversation taken away from like shaming the 15 or 16 year old who's like acting on regular urges and then like, yeah, you know, it's the age where we start to become fertile. So, I mean, there is a biological standpoint where it's like, okay, well you're like in heat all the time. Also, um, lost my train of thought. Well, the, <laughs> well, I just want to piggyback on it. Like, like, right. That's why there needs to be better sex education because yeah. If we taught girls that these, yeah, that being in heat and like having these like so urges are like very normal and like here's the safe way to take care of these urges yourself or like, you know, yeah. and like keep the conversation like, honestly, like it sounds weird to say like the conversation pro masturbation in reference to an underage person. Bear with me. That sounds kind of fucked up. <laughs> However, if somebody had a conversation with me when I was 15, 16, like, hey, like, you can do these things instead rather than putting yourself at risk or putting your emotional state at risk to share your body with somebody who doesn't value it. Like, if we just, like, led with that, yeah. then, like, we wouldn't have these, like, really awkward or traumatic, like, virginity stories Which, to share. that's what I was going to say that I lost my train of thought on. Long before I've had sex, I was a very late bloomer. I was humping pillows since I was 11. <laughs> Like, and this is the thing. Nobody talked to me about, like, masturbation. I was definitely shamed away from doing it. I grew up Catholic, which is another episode in and of itself. But I would, like, pray and cry after every time because I felt so ashamed of even having the urges. Which is really sad. Yeah, That's I like... used to, like, literally, like, every time I'd be like, I swear to God, God, I'll never do it again. Let me just do it this one time. I have to. I just watched Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I can't make it through the day. <laughs> and it doesn't fucking matter, like, what kind of relationship you have with God. Um, You can't you can't filter impulsive and intrusive thoughts. Mm-mm. It's just not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. 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 Hump in the pillow. I, I think it's really funny. You brought that up. <laughs> I feel like everybody has like a pillow or like a corner on a couch yeah. or like a baby doll hand. I'm going to say this only because I know my grandma, the will... handle of a hairbrush. I'm so sorry to any oh, family yeah, like, yeah, that's the, listening. The protrusive things I've put, the phallic shaped things around my house were not safe. No. And like now I'm like, so I'm so obviously like <laughs> clean and like and like attentive to what's going inside me. It's like I can't believe I was sticking like the thick end of a sharpie she up says my that she coochie. Skater boys. Okay, but my skater boy cleans under his fingernail, so you no know, UTI for me. I made him wash his hands very thoroughly with unscented Dove soap before he fingered me when we got back from the skate park. Thank you very much. Now my virginity story. 
was also with the dirty skater boy <laughs> and he was actually dirty. But um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's like fucking, it's normal. It's normal. And if we just like encourage women to explore themselves and, you know, we actually give people control of their own fucking bodies. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Um, could you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we wouldn't have these like weird, uncomfortable virginity stories. I don't think Sade's was weird or uncomfortable though. I no, think that's pretty it. fucking I think it's kind of badass. Uh, I'll read one more just because I really love this one person's. It says, Skater Boy, his girlfriend's side of the bed, I later found out. He lasted three pumps and he wrote three songs about me. I just love that. And I bet his mattress was on the floor <laughs> and he drinks Mountain Dew. And I hope that those those three songs, I, would, I was going to say I hope that they're good so you don't have to like live with that regret, but I think it makes it better for the bit if they're really bad. I love it. They have to be shitty metalcore songs oh, yeah. and or nothing Or else. pop punk. Or, or pop punk. Or also just love it because like, girl, honestly, your puss is fire and this guy was hung on it like after three pumps. Crazy. Like, yeah. what do you have, girl? Magic. She should own it, for sure. How'd you lose your virginity? <laughs> she <laughs> says, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this Snoop Dogg I wine. Sponsor us, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I won't go into detail about it, even though this is, like, this episode idea was, like, my deep. Um, mine was not a bad, embarrassing time. It was actually special. Mm-hmm. And the person I had it with was not a virgin, so I was taken care of. As, it was not three pumps and done. Um, it was with somebody I really cared about, and it's very, in the, like, weirdest way, it was very Judy Bloom. It was just, like, yeah. cute, and it was, like, a coming of age, exactly how you, yeah. we all thought it would be. Um, of course, I did not come, and at the end of it, they did do this, like, really obnoxious, arrogant thing. They were like, I think I got you pretty good. Uh-huh. And that makes me cringe. It was my first, uh-huh. it was my first uh-huh. sexual, uh-huh. it was my first sexual ick, for sure. But other than that, um, actually, it was not bad. So, wow. Well, that's nice that he like took care of you and yeah, he tried. Uh, the thing I was definitely, even though I was a little bit older, I was very insecure about my body. So being naked or having somebody like see my vagina for the first time or put their mouth on it, all things that made me very, very uncomfortable. And I wish I would have advocated for myself in that aspect. Like I wasn't ready for those parts. I would have liked the lights to been off and been more clothed because I was not comfortable with my body. I didn't, and it's like I'm okay for it, of course. But uh, I was so uncomfortable and scared and nervous and quivering. Literally, I remember convulsing practically, like scared. Oh, no. Yeah. Not that I thought I was in danger, just so insecure. Like, I mean, I never looked at my own vagina. And nobody told me about it. Nothing was normal, anything. So it was all, especially someone's mouth being down there. I remember, uh, like, dreaming for years about, like, what that would feel like, a mouth, like someone's tongue in my vagina. And it was amazing, but I was too scared to enjoy it. That's really sad. And, like, it's, like... It's just, I don't know, it's just sad that, like, nobody had that conversation with you and you had to go into it, like, so terrified. You couldn't just enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. I also, though, like, I know, I don't think I came from sex ever until I was, like, an adult. I kind of thought it was a myth. Um, yeah. I, uh, I guess I can tell my, my, my story. Oh, fucking. <laughs> so, yeah, my, I think I touched on it last episode. My, um, the guy I lost my virginity to was, like, my high school boyfriend, like, my, first high school boyfriend um who was a, a dirty skater boy who set the precedent for every guy um that I would be in like a serious relationship with after that um and fun fact this guy well, okay so my current boyfriend he used to be like a hoodlum and he used to give homemade tattoos which he does not do anymore we've had <laughs> many conversations about how he, that is not 
a thing that he should be doing. But he gave the guy I lost my virginity to his <laughs> first face tattoo. And, like, I obviously didn't know that because he, the, the guy I lost my virginity to got it, like, years after we knew each other. And, like, when I met Dom and he was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I gave him his first face tattoo. <laughs> and then I also found out, this is just an aside, that Dom was also buying weed for my first ex-girlfriend. And I think the moral of the story is that my pussy knows no bounds. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so he was my high school boyfriend of course, it ended very dramatically, and he probably has rather negative views of me now, which is like, okay, I don't lose any sleep over it. Um, I was, it was high school when I was dramatic, but like, he was 16, and I was young for my grade, so I didn't turn 14 until my freshman year, and I think we had sex like, oh God, when I say that, that sounds fucking terrible. We had like sex like a week. Before I turned 14, I like, I feel fine about it. Like I don't, it's not (laughs) one of those things where I sit back and I I feel traumatized or like, I think that due to circumstances outside of my control and his control, I was just, you know, very ready for, I felt like I was very ready for that kind of thing at that age. He didn't do anything wrong. Same thing. He, he had had sex before, so he tried to take care of me, but he also hadn't had sex like all that much before me I think with like one or two other people so it was like awkward <laughs> okay so he like he shared a room with his brother um and his brother was not there at the time but his dad was there and we were like doing the do and it's like awkward and uncomfortable it's also like a million degree degrees in his room I'm fucking sweating my tits off and his dad comes in and his dad's like drunk and he goes, oops. And then he w- slams the door and he walks out and I just hear him. I guess he's on the phone or somebody. I hear him out of the room go, yeah, my boy's in there just swimming in pink. And I think that that, oh my God. more than the actual like, <laughs> like losing my virginity was the thing that traumatized me the most was that this, this man said that his son was Drowning in pink or swimming in pink. I'm gonna say that forever now. Oh my god! It was mortifying. Um. So yeah, my first time ever having sex, we got caught, but like his his dad didn't give a shit. Um. And then (laughs) obviously we he was not my soulmate. And but again, like I don't. The only thing I I ever take away from like losing my virginity is the fact that like. I wish I waited to have sex, not because of any like moral or religious or ethical reasons, but more so for self-preservation reasons. And so I could have discovered my body and discovered Mm -hmm. what feels good and what I like and what works for me before I ever allowed anybody else to try to discover that on me. And I think like that's the biggest thing is like we're preached all these things about virginity um, because of like religious constructs or just like social constructs, whatever. Um, and you know, we we're told we have to wait because of this and that reason, but like really the real reason is, is to make sure that you know you before fucking anybody else knows you. Yeah. People, I find definitely for sure that, uh, the men I was having sex with before I really, like it was years. I mean, I was well into my twenties where I felt like I finally knew my body the way I was supposed to. And I advocated for myself and I just let the way men had sex guide the way I had sex as opposed to me guiding the way I specifically as a human being have sex with my body as opposed to, yeah. it's, I'm, cause like 
I was like, men have a sex one size fits all, but we all know most men dominate the way we have sex. And it wasn't the, it, I'm like a woman's body, not all vaginas are alike. It is not a one size fits all. And what works for me doesn't work for someone else and vice versa. So men were just doing this one thing to me forever before I finally said, I like this. Yeah. Do it like that. Little lower, little higher, softer, slower. Um, and I know women who never learned that lesson. They never learned to advocate for themselves during sex. And it breaks my little heart. That is really sad. I know women who are like my age who have never had orgasms. Never. And I'm like, I How do you? I wish I could change that for you. That's really fucking and a sad. In a not lesbian way, I just wish I could make you come. I, I can change Also that. in a very lesbian way, I wish I could make you all come. Well, the, yeah. Oh, in a very gay way. That <laughs> was what I was about to, way, to touch on is like, also we're given this very, and you know, we are going to talk about what is considered the quote standard version of sex, the most normal version yeah. of sex, because we are cis women um, who have sex with you know, people with penises. However, that's like an, a whole other issue is like there's no sort of like queer sex education or like, and, and I mean, you you can get it, but most of the time, by the time you get it, it's like for these kids, it's too fucking late. You've already either yeah. A, given your body to people that don't fucking deserve it or B, you've had sex in unsafe ways and now you're learning how to like undo what you've already done more than yeah. like preemptively somebody being like, Hi, there are safe ways to have sex no matter what kind of parts you have, no matter what kind of sex you have. You just, like, it, it, it's all about, like, communication. Yeah. Even whenever I had sex with, started having sex with women, it was, you would assume, I, like, went into it so cocky, like, I know how to do this because I'm a woman. But I was, went into having sex with women like I was a man because that's the only way I knew sex for a while. So even whenever I started having sex with women, I didn't particularly know how to do it. I didn't know a woman's body the way I thought it would. Even I had to learn that. And then sex with women is a whole different story um, in the way it goes and the respect I had and the, like, treatment. Uh, it's quite elite. <laughs> yeah, no, well, well, that's, like, I feel like that's a whole other thing. I feel like when I lost my virginity, my virginity, like, that was yeah, to a man. A but, like, my losing my my lady virginity or like losing my, like with, with somebody who wasn't a man was like a whole other experience. Yeah. Like I felt, and even though this was with somebody who I very casually dated in high school, then my current boyfriend ended up uh, buying weed from later in life. Shout out. I bought weed from her recently. It's pretty good weed. Um, but like the, the sex I had with her and like how I was taken care of, how I was listened to how I was respected. Now, did she have that same kind of respect for our, like, romantic relationship? No. But, like, she cared about my autonomy, and she also cared about my fucking, like, my safety. Like, there's so many other aspects to having sex that, like, about, like, w when it comes to, like, maintaining your safety that men don't consider. It's not just about, like, okay, yeah, you can do this. This feels good, and this is fine with me. It's also about... What we were talking about earlier, washing your fucking hands before you put your fingers in me. Like, respect my body. <laughs> respect my body. Like, maybe don't try that position because it's, like, actually damaging to my insides. Yeah. Or, like, you know, maybe try this instead. And, like, it's, it, yeah, sex as we know it is made for men. And I'm very, very grateful to have a boyfriend who... He be running shit when we have sex, <laughs> but he also like listens to me and it's not sex for him. It's sex for us. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah. Me and Eric mince our words all the time. I'm like, I'll be like, God, I love how, like, I love 
the way you fuck me. I'm like, no, I love the way we like fuck. I love fuck, our, I love yeah. our sex so much because yeah, you're good at you're, what you do. I'm good at what I do, but I love the way we come together. I love our sex. It's very special to us. Yeah, and then you look at him, and because I do this with Dom every single time, I'm like, nobody else fucks like this. We I fuck better than Yours, anybody. There's like, no way anybody knows what sex is. I think is. that all the time. I'm yeah. like, there's nobody on earth having the sex we're having, and then I just think it's probably so silly looking from the outside. It's like me and my dorky little boyfriend, and they're like, there's no way that guy's hitting it that good. I'm like, you'd be surprised. Yeah, no, I mean, and yeah, it's just nice. It's nice to be listened to and cared for the way that I like care to pleasure my partner. Um, there was another point I was gonna make. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I will say this: my lady virginity was actually more traumatic than my like penetration oh, virginity. Shit. It was upsetting. It was not a safe environment. The girl was awful to me. It was taken advantage of me being vulnerable, and I said no twenty times before I finally gave in. Damn. Yeah, it was actually really sorry. awful. Yeah, but after that, it was. With I, but at the same time, I could not stop thinking about it because it was the first time since knowing I like I liked girls for so long that I did it that it literally I it was fucking spank bank material for like two years before I was actually another girl. It's always sad when you're like prime spank make material. You like sit back four years later and you're like, that was assault. Mm. And then you're like, but why does that still turn me? On? Anyway, that's a whole other fucking. That's a episode. whole other story. <laughs> it's like a whole other episode. Um, yeah. Um, Oh, wait, what? Anyway, so yeah, that's our stories. I thought it'd be interesting to go over some definitions and then talk about like what they mean outside of definition. Because I think we all know just because something has a literal meaning, the social meaning means more more than a literal meaning. Yeah. About for a lot of things. But the dictionary definition of a virgin is the state of never having sexual intercourse. And the definition of like sexual intercourse is a sexual, I think this is a really interesting definition, sexual contract between two individuals involving penetration, especially the insertion of a man's erect penis into a woman's vagina, uh, typically culminating in orgasm. Well, see, the reason that that definition is a lie and bullshit <laughs> is because penis in vagina does yeah. not always equal sex and penis in vagina especially does not always equal orgasm it does not who the fuck wrote that i think it's a shitty one but it also is interesting that like it says it's only sex if you both come dipshits so all these men that think they're just hitting it and then the girls aren't coming even a little bit so you didn't you didn't fuck According well, to dictionary definition. And I'm sure we've all seen this. You've seen that video of like that girl, like she went around to different guys out in public and she's like, Where's the well, no, she was like, where, when's the last time you had sex? And then they're like, oh, da, da, whenever. And they're like, did you come? And they're like, yeah. And did she come? And it's like, oh, I don't it know. Pro- probably. It's like, why do you f- fucking assume that? What do you assume? Probably. First of all, motherfucker, how do you not feel how do you not feel whether or not anything happened? And ask. This is the thing. Just I think fucking ask. I think that people think that like I think that I've heard this conversation a lot. It's so unattractive. If you have to ask, if you have to ask, you didn't make her come. I don't think that's true. I'm a loud bitch in bed, so I scream a lot. Same. So you might not know when I came because my screams like I've been screaming the whole time. But ask me. I will tell you if I didn't come. First of all, but ask the girl if you've come. Like, did you come? If she says no, make her come anyway, any means possible. And there's like sexy ways to say that. Like, you don't have to be like, uh, madam, did you ejaculate? (laughs) It's like, no, like, baby, did you finish? Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me. Don't say, did I get you? I think I got you pretty good. I got you pretty good. I would have called the police. I don't even call the cops. (laughs) I would have called the fucking police. To to the to the jails, to the prisons. Um, yeah, and I think 
the idea of penetration, I think that goes in the conversation, what constitutes sex, um, you know, is penetration sex, is oral sex sex? I've never, whenever I count my sexual partners, I never consider oral sex. If I have only given you a blowjob, I don't consider you a sexual but, partner. But I, I do, uh, maybe this being me being an ultra woke Zoomer, I do think that's a privileged stance though. Probably. I think that's a privileged stance because to, like, not everybody either has a vagina or a penis. True. You know what I mean? And so, like, sex for everyone, like, literally, like, looks so different. Yeah, we have, like, archetypes for people who probably have the same type of sex. But, like, like sex for everybody looks different. And while I agree with you, like, I, I think, like, a, a point, maybe I'm assuming, but, like, I think a point you're trying to make is, like, it shouldn't be labeled as this and that. It shouldn't be, like, as a, a big of a deal. But, like, yeah, I do think that, like, there needs to be an exaggeration on like any sexual act where there is a transfer of fluids is sex because without that knowledge out there and without like recognizing that, then queer kids are going to have unsafe sex. No, you're totally right. You know what I mean? And I think what I mostly mean when I say that, if I really narrow it down is because I consider every woman I've ever had sex with, no matter what it looked like, that was always sex. So Fair enough. for me yeah. to say that doesn't seem totally right either. Now that like what I mean is men I've given blood, cis men I've given blowjobs to and just that I'd never consider that sex oh yeah but I assume yeah. but I know some people do but no whenever I've had sex with uh women or fair enough uh, yeah, yeah anybody else uh yeah I've considered that I sex. guess I guess I guess that's fair I'm like oh, oh we didn't hook up I just sucked his dick so like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I guess but no I love that you made that point um beautifully put um and like yeah like but the, de- the definition of sex is just so obscure like I will not name the person, but we have so far, as far as we have realized, we've only ever had sex with one of the same person, which I know you guys seems like, oh my God, you guys fuck the same guy. If you're a Roanoke person, that's just how it fucking is. Yeah. I know exactly who. Because I was like, this is great. And you were like, no. Look at what I'm doing with my face. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. It's like, but especially this one guy has made me an Eskimo sister with probably like (laughs) nine out of 10 of my closest fucking friends. I'm actually Eskimo sisters with the, with an ex-girlfriend of mine with that guy. We both hooked up with the same guy. Yeah. Like that guy, you know, he's made his rounds in Roanoke. Um, I would say good on him, but I know he uses his dick for evil and not good. So fuck that guy. <laughs> but like, yeah, the definition of sex is just so obscure because when you talked about having sex with him, you were like, some of the best sex I've ever had. I fucking loved fucking him. Embarrassed. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. But but you you could have had a very different relationship. Yeah. You, it sounds like you had a very different relationship I mean, with him we than great. I did. He was still a fuck boy. And he was still I a only hooked up with him the one time, but it was the... When you said that, I swear to God, like whenever I find out that somebody had sex with that guy, I I love having that conversation because I'm like, yes, was it not also the worst sex you ever yeah. had? And they're like, yeah. And I believe you when you say you have Sorry, good sex. Sorry, you good like three days straight. We never left the basement. It was you awesome. You were the first person I've ever met that was like, his dick was crazy because this man came over to my house with a fanny pack on. <laughs> And then, like, fully clothed with a fanny pack on. And then when it was time to get to the business, he took off. He took off all of his clothes, including the fanny pack, but left on his ball cap and nothing else. I tried to take it off while we were having sex. He ripped my hand away and made me keep it on his head. 
And then later after sex told me it's because he's insecure that he's going bald. First of all, bro, I knew you were bald regardless of the fucking hat. I I made peace with God that you were bald way before you ever came over. Um, But the fact... The, the Macta of the fatter is, I don't know, that's like a really niche TikTok reference, but like the Macta <laughs> of the fatter is, is that um, you didn't take off your hat the entire time we had sex, but you had your toes out in my apartment. Um, and so now me and my friends call you hats off, dick soft. I, I hope you know that. This. I also want to like... Sorry, that was a weird aside, but I just, that is the only flaw you have to ask. Everything else about you is perfect. Oh, wait, I, have, I have a thing to add to that because it's so funny that you mentioned his hat because the first time we hooked up, he left a baseball cap at my house and then he like goes to me. So I wore his hat like every day on like line for like a week to make sure he saw me wearing his fucking hat. Uh, I have pictures of it. I will show you. It's like a, it's a good navy blue with a red deal, like a, maybe like red socks hat or something like that. This um, is another time where I like I I don't call the, I I want to call the police. Are you okay? Are I you okay? I was young and dumb. It was back when I was dumb. Fair enough. But also, he was the first person to interview my ass, and I thought I was in love for like a thirty seconds. Fair enough. My and and another aside, another friend of mine <laughs> who is is gonna listen to this podcast almost hooked up with him. Um, and this was recently. This was very recently. I hooked up with him probably like four years ago. She almost hooked up with him about six months ago. And then we started comparing like the pictures he was sending to her and like the, the the messages he was sending. He has been editing. He would go to Google Docs and find dick pics and send me. Because whenever I met him, it he was... has been using the same dick pics it's in like this black town, and white, like artsy. Yes. <laughs> Why has he been using? If you're listening, dude, get some di- different um, nudes. If you're gonna try to fuck bitches while you have a baby mama, because. The fact that you have been using the same nudes yeah. for 10 years, and I'm sorry, I know, I know we're like trying to be like, we're like talking about how like consent matters and I'm talking about like showing this girl the same similar nudes that he would have loved. But you know what? For me to say but that, you but. know what? He's a fucking dog and he was cheating on his baby mama and we had to compare evidence. Okay. And I will say this real quick. I was not wearing the hat as a please notice me. It was like a fuck you. You're not getting your hat back. Not Good. that it probably came off that way. It probably came off as me. Probably the pathetic. same fucking hat he wouldn't it, take off. It definitely my came off apartment. as my pathetic moment. But. That's okay. I think everything he does is a pathetic moment. But this that's is besides the, whole the point. Him now. Let's yeah. Moving on. Anyway, from that fucking piece of shit. Um, I think that uh, there's definitely like we just read the te- textbook definitions, and I think it is also worth noting when we speak of or when I speak of my views on virginity, it is coming from a white American standpoint. I do not. I do not. I can only speak from my from what the environment that I have grown up in and the opinions I have based off of how I was treated over it. Um, but for me, I think that especially in America, virginity is a construct based around um, men having control over bodies and they act like dicks, men's penises are so special. We change after we have sex. Um, and I remember for years people told me you're going to be so different. You would be, you'd look different. And none of that was true. I was the same person. I did not feel different. I didn't look different. Um, I was still me. I had just had sex. I had just given into an ultra physical thing that I like craved for normal. years. Yeah. yeah. And um, I understand that not everybody's first time was as good as mine. Some people's are unfortunately sexual assault. Some people's are embarrassing. They're humiliating. They're awful. They're all these different things. And yes, that can change you. But yeah. I think the sex in of itself, uh, like a man's penis entering my vagina does not make me 
either on some ends, men people men think treat it like it's like useless, you know, when like your body count lowers your value, and some people think it adds value to you, like oh, you know what I mean, like they wouldn't fuck a virgin, whatever. Uh, right. I definitely grew up Catholic, so there was a lot of shame around it for me. So when I finally did it, and I saw it wasn't this big thing, and to this day, as a person who who's gone through uh, a law where it's like you know I'm a one woman, to, I, like I held sex at my value of sex has changed so much over the years and I'm on the other end of all these like journeys with it now. Uh, I would definitely preach and teach my own children, if I had children sex so differently and it would be like this beautiful thing. It would not be like this sacred thing, uh, for me personally anymore. Yeah. I think that was a good point is like, you know, our views on sex and virginity are come from a secular American standpoint. Like we just as how we treat it socially it varies for everybody from different religions and different cultures. Um, it's, you know, we're not speaking on that. I would never, ever tell somebody mm-hmm. from a different walk of life and in a whole different culture, like how they should view their own bodily autonomy. That's like none of my fucking business. However, yeah, from like, from a standpoint of just like two bitches trying to make it and like, you know, having these sexual impulses that we want to, we want to act on, like, it should not be viewed as this horrific life altering thing because yeah, that gives power to that gives power to like the to the shitty men, the, to the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. And also like it's gonna change you as a person. That right there admits that sex to you is inherently traumatic and for men. Yeah. And that is a wrong to continue to perpetuate that feeling onto other people who have not yet explored sexually but it's also like how about you think about why sex changed your view of the world so much like yeah sex should change your view but not like not your not the view of yourself but more so like how you view and choose to spend your time with other people and I think I think that's like a problem right now is like there is an awesome sexual like liberation happening uh, with young girls and especially like with people my age and even younger like we are trying to, you know, teach men and society as a whole that, like, sexualizing women's bodies is, like, not not okay, not right. And, like, I love the phrase, the phrase, fuck. <laughs> I love the phrase, be a slut, do whatever you want. Yes. But that also, like, I feel like perpetuates this, this, like, whole idea of, like, fuck whoever you want and it doesn't matter it does matter but it should only matter for you and for your safety that's something that took me a long time to learn was when i was in like my era for sure i used to and it's again my experience but i was just to tell people like um you know it's for me i am respecting myself i'm giving into what i want my whims i'm doing what i want i have control over this but when i delve deeper personally i was like okay there's a lot more here because i'm not even having good sex which means i'm no longer doing this because i love sex because you're not even having good sex uh, with so many people and I like resent that I let these pieces of shit get an inch of my body or my time. So I definitely love, definitely like uh, this like ho renaissance we're in right now. But I fully agree that that does not mean willy nilly do whatever. I think it means do whatever you want, 
with intent and like smarts. Yeah. And I will, but my stance on that is because of you. Like it honestly is because of you, because like we had this conversation sitting at the sidebar at Fork <laughs> one time drinking and like, yeah, like I, I was obviously like developing my own feelings towards sex and like, and like, honestly, like a lot of my views towards sex have changed drastically just since I started dating Dom because like actually having sex with somebody who like really cares about me like during sex has like changed it like we have amazing sex but like having that conversation with you and I was leaving my previous boyfriend and I was like back in another hoe phase just trying to like explore myself and do what I want and you were just like yeah I I think the the biggest thing that I wish I could tell myself during my hoe phase was just have sex with whoever you want that deserves it yeah and and that honestly Des has really really like no bullshit has really altered how I view sex and who I choose to have sex with. Like I'm going to go out with my titties every day and I'm going to dress like a slut and I'm going to have slutty ideals and I'm like sex positive for sure. Mm -hmm. But God forbid if anything were to happen with Dom and I's relationship, I think that how I, who I choose to have sex with would be a lot more picky. Yeah. I think ho is, ho is a state of mind, less of the act. You could be a ho life without like fucking everybody, but you can also fuck everybody and that's fine too. Do you, but because I also know I would have not gotten to the point where I have these like experiences or these this knowledge without the experiences. I oh, had yeah. to be in the trenches and it's one of the, or trenches, and I have to just think that, like, you know, it, it came from something. I would not have the peace of mind with anything if I did not have to go through the like mud of it all. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, when we get into like any conversation between you, I like, you know, kind of the whole reason this podcast is our experiences of two different age groups, it's definitely, uh, I was you at one point and you'll probably, you'll be me at one point. It sounds to me like you're already halfway there, but way faster than I was. I tell you all the time, I want to be you when yes. I grow up. I wish I was as cool as you when I was like, <laughs> uh, I also think it's worth noting. So I did some research about the average age of Virginia laws throughout the entire globe for yeah. different countries. Most places are between 15 and 17. Right. When um, I was at my horniest. There's a few, like, there was, like, a very few, like, maybe, like, four or five that were, like, 18 and 19. And there was a very select few, mostly, uh, like, places in Asia that were, like, 21, 22. So if anybody feels like they lost it too early, it is the normal. 15-ish is technically the world, not, like, American standard, the worldwide standard. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was really interesting. Yeah. But that's also when we usually start developing. Uh, that's when, like, when you're in, like, midst of puberty, it's so normal. And like we said earlier, we're, you know, that, you know, we're told it's wrong. But, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, we're all doing it. And it is wrong if you're having, again, if you're having sex with people and you're underage and oh, they yeah. are that's... of a, a, a way higher developmental age. But that's not just for underage people. Like, we talked about it last week. Like, um, just age gaps in general, like, you know, is regardless if you're over the age of 18 or not, are something that should be thought about. But like, yeah, no, it's not normal and or it should not be okay to have sex with somebody when you're 15 and they're 18, 19, 20. But if you and your other 15-year-old little high school girlfriend or boyfriend or partner are sneaking during a football game to go have sex in your car, just wear a fucking condom and make sure they don't do anything to you that you wouldn't want them to do. Like, that's it. I think it's also worth noting this might be, like, weird, but um, just piggybacking off of that, uh, age of consent is different in different cultures. And whereas 18 is adult for us, although in my mind, 21 is an adult, I don't consider 18 an adult. Uh, That is me personally. But in other countries, we're talking, like, more, like, like, villages or, like, you know, whatever 
culture culturally the age of consent is very different and it might seem taboo to us but i think it's important not to shame like this tiny little place in another country because they're all getting married at 15 yeah and having kids uh culturally your age development does matter like i mean if we're in america where we don't even treat you like an adult you're 18 to 21 and other places you're already been an adult since you were like five and i don't mean like nowhere in the world but i think five-year-olds should be fucking uh, oh i didn't even like that phrase maybe we should me, cut that it out made me feel gross <laughs> it made me feel gross but my point is like a 15 13 there are child brides and it's not seen as taboo or anything like that which i think is interesting i'm not saying like i agree but uh interesting well it's, that's to think a, about well what's also something that people should think about is the fact that other cultures aren't the only ones that have child brides we have our yeah. own issue with child brides and like with you know signing young girls off or young people off to old men all the fucking time but like and and like what's crazy to me is like you know a lot of the people we talked with we got submissions from they are southern and they have religious pasts like we do they carry their own religious traumas and i bet you those same parents of those people and the the you know or the, the people around them that were shaming them or may shame them for losing their virginity at 15 would be the same one signing off for them to marry some old guy 100%. and like you know lose her virginity to some old guy as long as she was married and it's like that that's like yeah fucked. i knew i used to have a friend who was grew up very heavy in the church and from the moment she was at like 14 or 15 she was encouraged to date this i don't remember if it's a youth pastor so i won't like add that detail in there because I feel like it's true but it might not be but a man who was in his 20s and I believe he was like even a law enforcement but it was so encouraged and because he was a man of God although he was of course very abusive and awful to her um it was and even whenever they it was so encouraged that she was like 14 or 15 dating this grown man it was encouraged that they get married they were engaged at like 16 he was like 22 that's where she's fucking she's far removed from the situation now and she's a little she struggles with her faith but she sees now she's like this was so fucked up it's like um hot take (laughs) religious guys and cops beat and abuse their wives too actually more so than anybody else cops are actually 50 percent more likely to uh, be domestic abusers yeah um, and, and it also sounds like they're cult. more a little likely to fucking marry children, children too. Yeah. You fucking sick. Bugs. Yeah, it's whatever. We'll have a conversation about how much we hate cops. This is another a, this episode. Have episodes. Sorry, y'all. We can, yeah, yeah. We're really going a mile a Not minute. Episode <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So yeah, I think religious trauma is uh, definitely worth uh, conversating. I think if you want to hold off your virginity until marriage, that is beautiful. That is okay too. I also fully respect and totally like romanticize the idea of waiting for someone else to, uh, but it's the shame that I don't appreciate behind the religious trauma of sex. The idea of abstinence is uh, just like nonsense to me, but yes. teach their own. I support your decision as long as there's no shame from you or around you with it. Separation of church and state, but also separation of church and sex because like, 100. because like a lot of those like Christian, those fundamentalist problematic Christian values yeah bleed too much into our secular culture and how we view sex and and people's bodies yeah and it's annoying yeah also uh just to circle back to like sex in other cultures uh what people consider sex in other cultures is different most countries in the world don't even kiss kissing is not something they do kissing to us is like the most basic sexual thing we can do I don't think that's really interesting. So me not kissing um a lot of dudes that I fucked on the mouth is just um, it's just, that's just me being worldly rather or, than me being a bitch. Yeah. Or when you look into, um, Asian cultures, 
their foreplay is much longer. Whereas in like America and like England, like Western cultures, um, foreplay is like barely a thing, which I think attests to like t- the idea of tantric sex and sex being special for women is actually important in other countries more than it is in America. Sucks. Well, another su- America sucks for another reason. Well, and 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 this is probably also another conversation, but a big way of how we view sex is so fucking colonized. Yes. Um. I, I, we we talked about like the patriarchal ways that like or like the how the patriarchy affects sex and how like. Uh, rape culture affects sex, but how a lot of that comes from colonialism and like how white colonizers use their their bodies to overpower other cultures and dominate them. And so like a lot of the ways that we know to have sex are... Is it, 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 it's a hot take to say that a lot of ways we know how to have sex are racist, but... A lot of ways that we know how to have sex are based in white, patriarchal, colonizer-ass mindsets. I believe that because the way we view bodies, especially women's bodies in general, is colonized and is very whitewashed. Yeah. Uh, So, totally another conversation. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Me and all all my homies hate Christopher Columbus. Yeah, I feel like... And the Crusades. And I want to have an episode about how everything bad about the world goes back to the Crusades. I I got a lot to say. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, I think we should insert a joke about how sex and God should be separated unless you're saying something about, oh my God. And then other than that, da, 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 pretend we just made a funny here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, like the, the fucking, I know this one was a little more, our thoughts were a little more disorganized. We were just really excited to like talk. I think I can um, make two episodes about this topic alone. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, um, I just want to thank everybody again who fucking listened and showed your support and everybody who's going to listen to this one too. Um, Thank you to Taya again, our amazing producer. She is not only a stellar friend, but a really awesome producer and uh, FM catalogs. Um, Check out when your heart falls out of your head and Twee Girls. They're both really awesome and really insightful, um, really cute and, and, and funny, but also like, Heartfelt. Heartfelt as fuck. Especially when your heart falls out of your head. If you don't want to listen to like such crude shit. Yeah, that's like throwing down with your homie about some serious shit. Yeah. She she got a that Taya got a nice way of talking. <laughs> but um I think next episode we're gonna dive into social media, our relationships with social media. I know I'll probably end up ranting about chronically online people because <laughs> that's been a big internal struggle of mine is battle like well, yeah, kind of battling con tiktok comment sections in yes, my head yes. and and just like how i grew up with social media versus how you grew up it's with social media different. very different so it's gonna be a really fun one um just as opinionated as this one and i'm really fucking excited yeah, me too we'll see y'all next week this episode comes out friday bye this shit is a girl blind